to another episode of Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Ernest Lehman written, Leonard Murphy casted, Alfred Hitchcock directed thriller North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other Ian. And, and, <laughs> come on, that was good, right? That was <laughs> and okay. hundred. <laughs> so in this minute, we have more of the uh, the walk and talk. Sands the walking and sands the talking because with this uh, propeller noise in the background, we can't hear what they're saying. This is like looking at a painting right now. It's not even a movie. <laughs> this is it's not even a movie. This is like it's like a blank canvas before the painting's done. <laughs> uh, so after and then after the after the 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 propeller dies down, and this is another thing. So kind of switched up on me originally i thought first time watching it and there's this airplane noise i'm thinking well that must be the plane they're getting on they're walking towards a plane the propeller starts spinning there's all this noise they're going to get in a plane and fly away well the plane flies away they're still there right thornhill and and professor here (laughs) the professor and marianne and ginger and (laughs) they're all just standing out on the tarmac and the the plane just left without them (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the plane that Professor was so worried about missing has, has left without them. And the so the the expedi- exposition dump continues and we learn more. And poor, poor, poor Mr. Thornhill just wants a very long vacation. And there's a reference to that he has to go on being a target just so your number one or whatever you call him doesn't get shot at. So we get a little hint. They must have, I don't think we've heard anything about any number one. Like this must have been what they were talking about, that mm-hmm. the, the bits that we couldn't hear that was washed out by the plane noise. Something about a number one. Which, right. And then Which Professor we- says something, you were mentioning something about uh, suspicions that are uh, yes. arising. So they, they're suspicious, I guess, of him. And now... But then again, if he goes there, how is that going to calm their suspicions? If they think he's a spy, would that just raise even more alarms? Right. So that's what I thought. Oh, here's a spy. Oh, good. He's here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. See, I thought if they're they're suspicious and they're worried about this spy, send Thornhill in the opposite direction. If suspicions are being raised, and then they would think, oh – Either he's not he's not a spy like he was claiming, or he doesn't, or we escaped. He doesn't know where we are, or or something like that. But that would ease suspicions if he just goes the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. Instead, they're going to just show his face there. <laughs> <laughs> so if they thought he was a spy trying to infiltrate, this isn't going to do much to put him at ease. Right. Well, and, and this is speaking of suspicions and at ease particularly when he shows up in South Dakota. So Chicago isn't a surprise because he went to Chicago. They followed him there. They met, you know, they sent Eve to pick him up on the train and they could say, well, 
he followed Eve, like he found Eve's room, and then he did the little trick with the pad and the pencil to to find the address of the auction house to track him down there. Mm-hmm. But how do they explain how does he find South Dakota? Particularly if he's not supposed to be a spy, he's not supposed to have any of this information. So at this point, it's not just it's not just the professor that is asking the this illusion or this mistake that he's Kaplan to continue. He's setting, and I don't know if Thornhill picks up on this. He's setting up Thornhill to act like Kaplan because how else would he know to go to South Dakota? Right. Yeah. They're they're he's going as Kaplan, right? Or that's what they're trying to have him do. Yeah. They're have it's it's spies like us. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're having him. He's continuing to pretend to be to be the spy. Did, yeah, not just allow them to believe he is, but he's actually, you know, actively acting like what the spy would do. Right. Yeah, I mean and what we get towards the end of this minute, a little bit more of the exposition is that the suspicions are not necessarily about Kaplan. Now, I mean, it's kind of, and there's a weird line from last minute where they actually specifically say to set his mind, talking about Van Damme, to set his mind at ease about George Kaplan. But I don't, I think what we're getting hit at is like, it's not directly George Kaplan and the clouds of suspicion aren't. It's on Kaplan. It's it's the number one. Right. Who we learned to be possibly... The girl? Uh, well, can we say that? I think I'm gonna so. have to bleep that. <laughs> well, nah, we get more of that it. next. We get more of that next minute, but right, right. Well, yeah, we can tease it. We can say that Eve is somehow involved in in these suspicions right. and everything else. So, some of what they said about uh, setting Van Damme's mind at ease from last minute. Some of what they talk about the clouds of suspicion this minute. Um, Miss uh, Miss Kendall gets a mention, and then we we hear more of that next minute, Which, where it all ties I, in. It is fun. I do like how he says, "That's it, I'm out." He says, "Okay," and then he brings up Kendall. He he, knew, the professor knows <laughs> how to get him to come. It's 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 funny. He's like, "Okay, well, that's fine." You know, I thought maybe mentioning Kendall <laughs> would do something. Yeah, I like that. He knows what he's doing. He knows. If I thought there was any chance, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he is. He is a well-written character, and he's the. I guess he's like the Mister Miyagi of this film because he doesn't do much. He doesn't move quickly, but he's got. You know, he just he moves just the right way. He doesn't say a lot, but he says just the right thing to manipulate the people around right. him. Right. So he's very deft. So that that yeah, that's good as how. On how he gets him to to go, if he if he chooses to go, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, really, the same it's the same minute, sort of as the previous minute. They really <laughs> are, just keep walking. <laughs> Nothing has really changed. It's I got to be honest. It's it's kind of a a uninteresting scene. Yeah, I, I kind of well, I I feel I'm a little disappointed again that our buddy Dave Palace couldn't couldn't hang around and, and, and wasn't here for this minute. Cause I know he had a lot of questions about the, that whole mistaken identity thing and, and Thornhill and Kaplan and that mix up. And they don't, they don't explain 
how it happened from the beginning, but they address a little bit of, about that, the mistaken identity. We, they talk a little bit about that this uh, this minute. I wonder if that was on purpose, talking about the writing and the filmmaking, if, if maybe they realize like, yeah, you know, that that scene went by pretty quickly and, and people may be lost at this point if they missed, you know, if they blinked at that that it's just the wrong moment. So maybe we'll put in a little bit here. We just talk about um, in case anybody's wondering, just like, yes, Thornhill is not a spy. George Kaplan in the spy. George Kaplan doesn't exist, but we want the bad guys to think Thornhill is Kaplan. So there's a little bit of that just recap, bringing people up to speed. Right. Um, I mean, if, there's, there's, yeah. there's a more elegant way to do this uh, today. Or even even then, Hitchcock maybe had another pass at it. He would figure it out. But it's just not interesting, a little boring. And, yeah, they're just talking at each other about what's going on. Mm-hmm. We know he's not <laughs> Kaplan. So it's not, even like the, it's not even like they're telling us something the audience doesn't know. Right. I, w- I don't know if the audience doesn't know that. Again, it, it, that part goes by very quickly. Well, I guess they do have – they have – the actual scene where the mistake in identity occurs happens very quickly. They do have a scene later with the professor and um, his cohorts talking about, oh, we're going to let, you know, we'll let this play out. We'll let Thornhill continue to act like Kaplan. So, yeah. So, they, yeah. So it should be clear to anyone who's paying attention. Yeah. That this is kind of, yeah, this is a recap of things that a lot of people are already going to know at this point. Right. Right. And I mean, you do have a good point, though. It is possible you th- you're you're wondering if it's true, as I brought up in our minutes, uh, making mm-hmm. the Total Recall comparison. Uh, but his mother, th- there's a lot of clues that show you he's not the yeah. international spy, and and that's one of the things that I don't like about this film is I think that the the suspense could have been drawn out a little bit longer. That question of, is he Kaplan or not? Is he really a spy? You know, is he just playing at this mistaken identity thing? Is the ad man a a cover story? I think that could have been drawn out a little bit longer to have a a little bit more suspense to it. Yeah, that's you're you're a hundred percent right. But, but you're right in that at this point, the audience should be clear and, and, so they're kind of repeating stuff that that doesn't necessarily need. And again, they're they're drawing out a scene that probably could be a little bit tighter. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, if the, and in what you're saying, if they had if they had teased the, the the suspense of is he isn't he who who he's saying, yeah, well then it really would be like total recall. Right. I mean, imagine if if it was this minute, minute 100, mm-hmm. where we get the confirmation where if we have that, that earlier scene where the professor and his cohorts are talking about, you know, letting this charade play out, letting Thornhill continue under mistaken identity. What if they just cut that scene out entirely? So we're, it's not until this scene that we're absolutely positively sure that Cary Grant is not much better. George Kaplan. I mean, I think that I like that a lot, a lot more. Because I think that adds a lot more to to every scene. Every scene is a little bit more suspenseful. Think about that auction scene. We spent a whole week sitting in that auction of 
Thornhill making a jerk of himself with his phony bids and, and interrupting and the outbursts and everything else. Imagine if you're you're now sitting through that and you don't know if he's really a spy or not. Right. I it adds like a whole way. new element. Mm-hmm. Get Hitchcock on the line. All right. I've got to, I'll tell him what to do. That's right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will not tell Hitchcock how to make a film. He obviously <laughs> knows. But, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so I thought it was interesting. So you mentioned last minute uh, in terms of when we're talking about what is it that Van Dam imports and exports, uh, you mentioned drugs, the drug trade and drug smuggling. And was this something that was was big back then? And I don't I don't know how big the, the drug trade was at that time. I do know Cary Grant what, at one point was a big proponent of of acid. Of LSD oh, okay. uh, as a form of therapy that in and right in, in right around the years when this film was made, this this came out in 1959 in the period of about 58 to, to 62, really the, the height of his career. Cary Grant went through uh, 100 or so over 100 uh, therapy sessions aided by LSD. Wow. And said it, you know, he he was a big proponent. Um, he even, you know, was generally a, a private man, didn't do a lot of appearances or, or give a lot of interviews. But um, he actually, uh, on his own volition, contacted Good Housekeeping magazine to offer an interview to talk about his LSD therapy and how much he thought it helped him. That's I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, no, so this was, yeah, in the beginning, there was a lot of acid was kind of a new thing. It was legal. It didn't become illegal till 1966. And in the 50s and early 60s, there was a lot of a, a lot of therapeutic research in terms of they found it was a great cure for um, alcoholism and depression and other maladies. And, of course, there was things like the MK Ultra where uh, the CIA and other government agencies were experimenting uh, to see if acid was a route to mind control or, or other things, or could it be a truth serum and, and other things of that sort. So there was a lot of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, so there was actually a, uh, a documentary ab- about Cary Grant uh, called Becoming Cary Grant came out in 2017. And it's a lot of, a lot of stuff in his own words a lot of interviews and, and him talking about his life. And there's um, a good portion of the film where he talks about his therapy and the role that, uh, that uh, LSD played for him. Wow. I guess so, so I'm going to have to look this uh, documentary up. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I should have looked up to see where you could, where people can find it. Yeah. Like I said, it came out in 2017. Really good. I mean, he's a, on top of being a, a great actor, a really interesting person, uh, and to, to hear him talk about his life in his own words, I would encourage people to uh, to check that out. Um, and here we go. According to the internet, it's uh, it's streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. it looks like that's the only place that it's coming up. But yeah, so if you have Amazon Prime, check out. It's becoming Cary Grant from 2017. Um, and you'll learn a little bit about this guy, about our lead actor here, our Richard Very Thornhill, good. our uh, AKA George Kaplan. It's a complicated man. Yep. Nobody understands him except this woman. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't have much uh, on this minute. It's similar to the one before. <laughs> I've said my piece. Yeah, so this is this is the end of the road for us with with this movie, or at least with the podcast. We can continue watching and, and listening um, at home, but we won't be speaking with you. So, anything else you want to say about you know about North by Northwest, about Cary Grant, about Eva Marie Saint? It's you know, speak I, now or forever hold I, your peace. I like Cary Grant. I think this. I think he's, he does a good job in this role. I still really love the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I, I probably like it more than you from what we're gathering. Um, yes, I think that's fair to say. Yep. And <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think this is just that this could have been handled differently. But hey, you listen, you know what? You never know what might have happened. Who knows? Maybe there was an issue on set that had to do this. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. And so I would encourage listeners to um, to hang out. Uh, come back for the next minute. We've got a couple great hosts uh, from MASH Minute, we have Tierney Steele and Megan Coleman are going to follow you up with Minute 101. And then we, you know, I got to know if we, we hinted at it. We wet your whistle. We may have said too much in terms of of the the revelation coming up for the next minute. But I'm sure they'll have a great take on, uh, on the continuation of this conversation between mm-hmm. a professor and a Thornhill. But that's going to be, you know, that's it for us. Um, and so if if folks, since we won't be back next week to talk about any more of North by Northwest, if folks want to hear more from you, Brian, where where can they do that? Well, they can do that with you. With me. And our podcast, Next Scene, where we <laughs> break scene. down. That's right. Next Scene, where we break down pop culture one scene at a time and go into details. And we got we got a couple special episodes coming up. Yeah, we got some good stuff. We got season one in the can is out there and, and season two coming up soon. So folks should, mm-hmm. should check that out. And you can you can check out more information on Hitchcock Minute and North by Northwest on Facebook at The Man on Washington's Nose is our Facebook group. We are on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. And also there are literally thousands of other Movies by Minutes podcasts at moviesbyminutes.com. If you have a favorite movie, you have um, maybe this isn't your favorite Hitchcock film. You're you're a big fan of The Birds or Psycho or High Anxiety or any of those. uh, Go to moviesbyminutes.com and someone's doing it. And then if they're not, if you don't see your favorite movie there, you could do it. You could start a podcast. You could talk about your favorite movie one minute at a time. Why not? We could do it. You could do it. And so in closing, please join us next time here on Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.